One of New Brunswick's greatest mysteries is a massive ancient mansion on an island near Gagetown. Possibly 350 years old, it could be one of the oldest substantial dwellings in the Maritimes. This mysterious mansion is known as Mount House. You're listening to Backyard History, the hidden stories that happened in your own backyard. The podcast version of the weekly history column running in newspapers across the Maritimes with your host and author, Andrew McLean. Mount House is a three-story building with three massive fireplaces constructed out of heavy fieldstone rocks. Its walls are two and a half feet thick. Its wooden window frames are hand-hewn pine and the fireplace's heavy iron sockets are custom hand-forged. Only someone with a large amount of wealth, access to skilled craftsmen, and the high position to muster all these workers could have built Mount House. The mystery of Mount House has been controversial amongst New Brunswick's greatest historians for centuries, and there are two distinct versions of its possible history. What follows is the story of Mount House, according to historians Dr. J.C. Webster, Dr. William McIntosh, Dr. C. Wellington Camp, Reverend H.A. Cody, Mariana Audie, and Charlotte Robinson. The Wollastook people were the first to live in the region now known as Gemsag, attracted by its moderate weather, its salmon runs, its plentiful caribou, fiddleheads, and butternuts. In Woodstock, the name for Gemsag is a Gemsick, which means picking up place. Trade was done there long before the arrival of the Europeans, and that's what that was a reference to. There are two permanent fortified Wollastook villages nearby, and they're fortified to protect them against attacks from their arch nemeses, which were the Mohawk people. In 1659, after the Europeans had arrived, English businessman Colonel Thomas Temple built a trading post nearby to trade with the Wollastook peoples, and this trade made him quite wealthy. In 1667, the French regained Acadia, and a new governor with a lengthy name was appointed, <clears throat> Pierre de Joybert de Soulange et de Marson. Quite a mouthful. Pierre was a high-ranking nobleman from France. He had previously come to what is now Quebec for about half a decade before returning to France. In Quebec, he married Marie-Francoise Chartier, who was the daughter of the Attorney General. The French ventured to Colonel Temple's Gemsag trading post to accept its surrender without any incidents. Pierre was given a land grant of much of the St. John River. Over the length of the entire river, it's unlikely that there was a single white person living anywhere along it at that time. The aforementioned historians argue that the construction of Mount House was begun in 1672. Its location was somewhat isolated both from the Gemsag trading post, which the French had renamed Gimiasic, and the French town of Grimross, which is where Gagetown now stands. Mount House stood alone on an island across from the town. Only two years later, 
an unexpected disaster struck. The Dutch invaded New Brunswick. Under the command of Urian Aeronauts, the invaders swept up the St. John River. The French were no match for the heavily armed Dutch invaders and their gunboats. Pierre de Joybert was captured and taken away to be ransomed off. Dr. William McIntosh argues that during the Dutch invasion, women and children were evacuated to Mount House by Marie-Francoise, including her newborn daughter, Louise Elizabeth. The isolated mansion, surrounded by tall elm trees, was not spotted by the Dutch invaders. For a time, New Brunswick became a Dutch colony named Nova Hollandia. Dutch control, though, was short-lived. It collapsed under a mix of governmental ineptitude and a lack of leadership from the massive corporation that was supposed to administer it. But mainly, the Dutch didn't get along because uh, they didn't get along well with the indigenous peoples. After Acadia was restored to the French, only four years after the Dutch invasion, Pierre returned as governor after his ransom was paid. In 1677, he made Jemseg the capital of all of Acadia. Mount House was effectively the headquarters for the administration of the entire region, which roughly covered all of the Maritimes. This decision to make Jemseg the capital might have had vast historical consequences. However, Pierre died soon after. After his death, his widow Marie-Francoise continued his fur trading business with a great deal of success. She split her time between Mount House, Quebec, and Paris. She would later die in Paris very wealthy. Their daughter, Louise Elizabeth, would marry a future governor of Nouvelle-France. Her husband was considered a weak leader, and it is generally thought by historians that Louise Elizabeth was the real leader of New France, who actually got things done during her husband's 22-year governorship. The only surviving source from that time that mentions Mount House is a 1684 document by an unknown French author which states, Quote unquote, on the St. John River, there are several habitations which make about 15 people in a station with no culture, no food, and no fishing, only trade. There is only one place with a building outside of Gemesic, belonging to Madame Marson de Quebec. The specific word that was used to describe the building was bâtiment, which at the time specifically meant built from stone. On the other hand, though, there were several accounting or taxation documents which survived from the time which don't actually mention Mount House existing. It's somewhat difficult to track what happened to Mount House because many of the records were destroyed in the cataclysm known as the expulsion of the Acadians. In October of 1758, General Robert Monckton, for whom New Brunswick's largest city is named, sent a sizable British military force up the St. John River. Moncton's forces burned every French settlement they found along the way, killing people and livestock as they went. Grimross, where Gagetown is now, was home to an estimated 1,200 people at the time, and it was burned to the ground on October 23rd. According to Moncton's letters, 1,100 people were rounded up and deported. Mount House, 
which stood alone on an island across from Grimros, survived the attack. This wasn't due to any lack of effort by the British, however, as charred blackened marks on the walls, visible a century after, indicate a valiant but failed effort to burn down the mansion. Much later, loyalists moved into the area, and New Yorker Lieutenant Colonel James Peters would move into Mound House with his family and the slaves he owned. This is the point where historians diverge. Some, notably the legendary William Francis Ganong, argued that Mount House was actually built by James Peters and not by Pierre de Joybert. Ganong and fellow legendary historian Dr. J.C. Webster got into an uncharacteristically aggressive dispute over the age of Mount House. They had a, an angry series of letters going back and forth where they were quite heated discussing the age of this house. And in these letters, Ganong declared, the French idea is entirely foundationless. And then he went on to say that it illustrates how myths can arise right under our noses. Uh, even over all the years and several archeological digs later, the exact age of the house has not been able to be pinned down for sure. So just the same as New Brunswick's two greatest historians violently disagreed over Mount House, the true age of this mysterious mansion that may be New Brunswick's oldest building has never been adequately resolved. That was Backyard History with your host, Andrew McLean. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another hidden story that happened in your own backyard. Produced by Jordan Lozier.